hate stems from something that happened to them in their past. So we gotta love everybody. My challenge to y'all is to refuse to be enemies. Is that Brad What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underwater Fly Zone podcast, episode two of the new and improved Underwater Fly Zone podcast. The Underwater know. Fly Zone podcast. Bro. <laughs> what you doing? Like, What's honestly. Hey, shout out Super Saiyan Bulldog. All right, so we got the boy. Do I hear Brad Poles? We got Brad Poles in the building. What's up? Back for another banger. You already know. And we got Beach back as well. What up? Yes, sir. The and then who, who, who else we got on here today? Introduce yourself. Hey, free get shot at me. Hey, what's up? Carson's back here again. I don't even know what this is like my fifth, maybe my maybe my sixth episode, but exactly. we're ready to run it. But this is your first with the new and improved, baby. Yeah, and I'm, I gotta say, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Hey, Connor, click that Brad Pulls one again. Oh, Dude, that is so far. It is, it is. I'm loving the setup, and let's get into this. So basically, is my headphones up? There we go. All right, so basically, last episode, we let's get this thing worked out. Last episode, we talked a lot about the story, the history, the, the, you know, the brand. We talked a lot about the brand. And today we're getting back into what the Underwater Fly Zone truly is. And for all the OGs, you heard me say this a million times, but the Underwater Fly Zone, what does it mean? The meaning of the Underwater Fly Zone is when you go look at water, you can only see the surface level of the water. But under the water, there's so much going on, you know, fish, sunk boats, so much going on under the water that you can't see when you look at it because you could only see the surface level of the water. That's how we are as people. When you look at a person, you may not be able to see what's going on beneath the surface. They could be going through depression. They could be dealing with some stuff that you would have no clue just by looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Water, people, very similar. We're trying to go beneath the surface with the guests we have on, and then that's what we're going to be doing today. So before we get into the stories, though, how y'all, how have y'all been? I mean, it's been like a week since that episode dropped. Um, Let's start off. Beach, how you been, bro? I've been good, bro. Just working. Living how, life. How's work? How's work? Um... Uh, you could you could be honest. It's not great. I mean, I'm be honest. I'm, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. It's not it's not fun. It's not fun. But I mean, it's work. You gotta exactly. do it. So especially the age. I mean, you're two years younger. Than yeah. Definitely the age you're at. I'm at, yeah. I'm in that same point, bro. Like going into Walmart five a.m. to two Tuesday through Saturday. Nobody wants to do me, it, bro. bro. Nobody yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, like it's Friday night. This is I'm going into day five tomorrow. I got to be up at four a.m. and it's like almost nine right now. So, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. to me. But, um, anyways, Carson, how you been, bro? Uh, like you said, Walmart every day. Wake <laughs> I mean, you wake up at five a.m. I wake up at seven every single day for the past week. I've worked, and just before this, I took like a two-hour nap because I've been so tired. But. Man. Honestly, Walmart's kind of fun. You can't say it's that bad. It's a you great job. I lo- hey, shout out to all the Walmart homies. Honestly. Save money, yeah, I bet better. you're watching this. They're, they're real homies. Save money, live yeah, better. Yeah, save money, live better. That's what <laughs> nah, we do. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, I ain't giving free shout outs. No uh, free shout outs. They actually nah, didn't I didn't pay say for that. Them. Yeah, but, but uh, we, uh, we, are, we have been big living at uh, Walmart. It's Walmart's been, cool, bro. It's been chill. Our paycheck just hit yesterday. It's it kind of lit. Yeah, we're good. Hey, but um, that's crazy. You're taking naps whenever I have yet to take a nap all week. And I've been I also just took, I also just took a final 200 questions. Excuses. So now we're here. Hey, seize the degrees. Brad Pools. Do I hear Brad Pools? How you been, boy? I've been good, bro. I just got back from San Francisco. Lucky. So we out here just grinding at some... Matrix jobs, and then this Brad's out here in San Francisco. Francisco. Hunter's sitting on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about it. How was San Francisco? Yeah, it was dope. It was there was a lot to see. You know what I mean? It was a beautiful city. Uh, everything was like so close, though. You know mm. what I mean? Like the residential residential area there was crazy. Like I think the population of Missouri lives in that city. Dang, bro. that's crazy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, probably more, bro. That's <laughs> it might, might be more, but like there was a lot of people there. How was the views and stuff? Cause I saw that one picture you took with the bridge. It looked, it looked. Dude, sick. it was like everything was photogenic there. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Like, like anything I took a picture of or recorded, it was photogenic. Cause it's Brad Pauls, man. <laughs> it's Brad <laughs> Pauls. What do you expect? The VHS. But, but yeah, you already it was know. dope. It was a good trip. All right, so let's get into this episode. Like I said, we're going deep. Every time we bring a epi- uh, bring a guest on, unless it's like some interview type stuff, most of the time if we're bringing a guest on, it's gonna be some deep. People telling their deepest stories, really diving deep into their 
trauma to their life story. And today we're going into Brad Poles. Who is Brad Poles? Who is he? We're about to find out. Um, do you just want to hop right into it, bro? I mean, why why wait? Let's get it. I mean, where do I start? Where do you start? All right, so I guess like my deep deep story is some 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 people may know, but I actually have a CML, which is chronic myelogenous leukemia. I was diagnosed when I was four, and yeah, I've been dealing with that um, since you know I still have it to this day, and yeah, it's uh it's definitely shaped me to be the person I am today, uh, overcoming different obstacles and stuff, but. Yeah. So tell us more about it. So what, what a guy like me, I don't know anything medical. So yeah. So uh, like to dumb it down for everybody, it's pretty much just um, like my white blood cells pretty much overproduce, which is like what defends your body, and essentially the overpopulation of it attacks my own body. So that's why, like you know, what I mean, that's pretty much what cancer is: overstimulation of cells. But um, yeah, that's the essential part of it. I just take. Uh, pill form chemo i've been on like six or seven throughout my lifetime and yeah i was deemed like in like remission ish uh when i was 10 so it's yeah. like it's under control right now but yeah that was yeah. yeah that was the start of it so so how's that affect you throughout your life i mean I, I couldn't even imagine having to deal with all that i mean since i was so young it's pretty normal to me um like telling different people about it, I get different responses. Yeah, stuff. it's just the reality you know. Yeah, like you don't know any yeah. other way. I don't think it stopped me from doing a lot. Uh, I think the biggest things are just like contact sports, which I've always loved, such as like football and stuff. But that's the only thing that's held me back from essentially. Yeah. I think it kind of um, it kind of separates me a little bit from other individuals. You know what I mean? What do you mean by that? You know, I'm just I'm not like a normal kid, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, I am on the outside, but you know, like if you looked at me, you couldn't tell. So what, what makes, so obviously like you having cancer gives you a whole new perspective on the world. So kind of explain to me how you, how do you like see the world, I guess. So yeah, definitely my biggest takeaway from this, and as I've gotten older, I've experienced this more is like cherishing every day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not guaranteed yeah. tomorrow. And especially when you have something like that, you're not guaranteed anything. Exactly. So I think it's just just living under that pressure every day. It makes you live your life to the fullest. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you have no regrets. You're just doing day to day and enjoying every day. You're living life like there's two minutes on the clock in game seven of the NBA finals. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to live. Honestly, I feel like so many people take life too seriously nowadays. You know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like... Um, Especially as we've been growing up, I feel like we've been pressured to take life so seriously, essentially. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we just need to, you know, enjoy life more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and There's actually, definitely a balance you got to find. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't want to take it so not seriously that you end up doing some dumb stuff. Right. And, but, but at the same time, I get what you're saying for sure. For it's sure. just like we just got to enjoy what we have. While exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hearing that, hearing you say that, bro, I mean, this is something <laughs> we've known. Like, yeah. we, all the boys have known this for since we've met Connor Brad yeah. Bulls, but like literally just hearing you say that, I was like, gosh, dude, it's just, you forget that when I think of you, it's not even that I don't think of it. It's just that it's not even a thing that I, yeah. like, it doesn't even come to mind. It's more in the back of everybody's heads, I guess, or well, at least like my circle. Yeah. I don't really uh, like tell people for real. Yeah. Like I kind of keep it in a close. Cause the biggest thing that I've hated that it's that this is bringing is like, I hate when people give me like sympathy for it. Mm. Like when people feel bad for me, that just makes me feel like, I don't know, like lower. feel different. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I feel like I'm looking, getting looked like down upon. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but that's just, that's one of the things I really don't like is because I've always just wanted to feel like, you know what I mean? Like just normal. Do you um, remember the day you found out you had it? I know you're really young. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, but like I remember, um, like before. Like, uh, so I, I was four obviously, but yeah, it kind of, it started as like a cold, like a, mm. like I was just coughing really bad. My fever was super high and, um, they took me to the hospital. We had to go to like two different hospitals Yeah, and then I got diagnosed, but I was the first kid to have it in the Midwest. Wow. Wow. That, that certain type of, um, cancer. 
So they didn't know how to treat it, really? Would you say that? They they did. It's more found common in, like, the ages 40 and, like, older. Oh, That's crazy. Okay. Because, I never knew that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so a, a weird fact is um that, like, CML's more found in, um, like, World War II veterans that were exposed to, like, atomic, oh, uh, like really? atomic radiation. Yeah. Do they have any clue how you got it then? Yeah. No. So it's a mutation in my chromosome. What? I feel, yeah, it's like the Philadelphia chromosome or something like that. So it's just like a freak thing. Like, it's not like, yeah, like and no family history, nothing. Yeah, and the more we've learned about it, the more, because, you know, more kids have gotten it around here. It's yeah. became, I wouldn't say more common, but there's been more cases. More than just you. Yeah, <laughs> and kids, it's like it starts around four. Mm. Like, like they've noticed it starts around that age, which is, it's super sad. I've, I've gone to the hospitals and talked to those kids just because, you know what I mean, just going and, like, seeing them and, you know what I mean? Like it's it's good to like see where you were at one yeah. point. Mm-hmm. It's also really good for them to see where you yeah what, like what you've where become. you are, bro. Because mm-hmm. I, I bet at that young age they're like, I mean, honestly, it's cancer. You, you hear cancer, it, you get pretty scared. They're yeah, like, Am I gonna make scared. it to that age, bro? And then that you walk in, yeah. <laughs> you walk in. <laughs> I'm Brad Pole, bro. <laughs> and <laughs> I hear Brad Pole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at my videos. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in all, you know, beefed up. What's up, y'all? <laughs> But, I mean, everyone has their different experience. Like, yeah. everyone gets it treated differently. Some people can actually, like, beat it and get rid of it. Unfortunately yeah. for me, I haven't overcame that yet. Mm-hmm. When I yeah. first heard, when you first told me about it, I thought I was told that you would never, it would never go away. It's just something you would always have. But is it something that can be beat? I mean, you did just say it is. But for you, is it something that can be beat? I, that's a tough question. I mean... Essentially, yes, it can be, but I mean, my numbers haven't really shown it. I'm just kind of in a controlled range at the moment, which I would love to get off. You know what I mean? That's that's been a goal of mine since I was like ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to get off this stuff, because mm-hmm. I mean, it does come with side effects. You know what I mean? Yeah. How they make you feel sometimes? Like, um, it, it's like getting sick, or like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's more like getting sick. I say it's just like the normal, like. Mm. Like normal consequences when you take chemo. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. something I want to ask you more about because this is not a conversation we have, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask, ask questions. This is not a. Con- this is I'm like the first book time. Right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because we do not talk about this, so let's get into it for real. Um, the way you live has always been a little bit different than the whole friend group, and, and we all are a little different in our own ways. But like, I don't know. There's something about you. It's always been a little different, and I always figured it came from, like, from you having cancer. You know, you have a whole new perspective on the world. So when I ask what's your outlook on the world, like, and I know you said you kind of live in the moment, live in, uh, take each day, don't take a day for granted type stuff. What else has it allowed you to, like, like, what is your, I don't even know how to ask this, but, like, what is your, what makes your perspective on the world different than someone like me that doesn't have cancer? Maybe you already answered it, but like, yeah, do you think I mean, you could go any even deeper than that? Essentially, it's it's just you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, I feel like uh, when I was a kid, I'll, I'll start with this. When I was throughout high school, I didn't really know how like I would turn out eventually. Like I didn't know if I, like my life range. You know what I mean? So you didn't know how long you were even going to live. Yeah, and I, I'll admit it. I didn't take school very seriously in high school. I didn't really have plans after. School just because I, you know what I mean. I, I didn't really know exactly what I was gonna That's do. That's crazy, bro. So I think like high school was my best because I had no worries. Like I was literally just living it up with this. this I can definitely right I can definitely vouch off that because we were boys all th- since like freshman year, and I feel like every day it was just something different. Like yeah. we would wake up and it'd be like 10 a.m. and I'd get either me or Connor text each other, "Hey, you want to pull up to KC?" We'd be like, <laughs> "Why are we going to KC?" And we're like. Why are we not going to KC? <laughs> go to KC for no reason. It was just like that, and that's what yeah. always what I thought about you. We always just do stuff because why not? It's like because we just got to live in the moment for real. Mm. Yeah, and then they were rappers at one point. <laughs> little mighty yeah. little tree. We did, we've done everything. They <laughs> dabbled in everything because that, bro. That's what life is. I mean, the best rappers. Th- this is just one example, but like the best rappers probably work in some construction job because he never gave himself the chance at rapping. Think right. about it. So it's like, this is your one life, and this is the next episode, episode three. Me and Carson are going to talk about this. But this is your one life. You might as well try everything because your hidden talent is only going to be revealed if you give yourself a chance at yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So 
Shout out to you guys for that. You're never going to pursue something that you don't try. Exactly. And you're never going to mm-hmm. know your passion if you don't end up finding your passion. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's why you can't ever be afraid so to try. So many people stop, but like, they just never get to see what's possible. You know? mm-hmm. And some pe- so many people never even start. No. Too. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. They never start because people are afraid of other people's opinions and whatever else. But back to you, Connor. Um, Dang, so throughout high school, were you really living as if Cause I know you made jokes about it sometimes. You were like, "Bro, I ain't gonna live past 26." Were you really? Is that really your mindset? 25. That was just 25. You know, essentially, that was just a joke. Uh, I think the biggest way how I cope with that stuff is joking about humor. It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that topic's so like that, that, like people people don't know how to handle it. That's the I heaviest to topic, yeah. bro. Because I but I feel like when I joke about it, it's easier. You know, you feel more comfortable talking about. It. I mean, yeah. I I feel like for the other person, it's a more enjoyable experience. Like it's not so like awkward. Yeah, but is that really what you were thinking though? I don't think it's what I was thinking. I didn't. I mean, you know, I never knew. Yeah. And I still don't have a set answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I think I think it's it's just important <laughs> to, like I said, just live your life every day. Like, yeah, day to day, sure. do what you want to do. No, nah, I just, like, I just, I know how to talk with people about grief. Mm-hmm. I know how to talk with people even. I could relate with people that, like, I can't relate with them, but I know how to talk with people that came from nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know how to talk to people in these situations, but with you, I've never known any advice to give you, bro. I've never known any good advice to tell you, so I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to just do my best to make sure this dude's life is eventful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's been my best way to try to help you through this. If like, cause you know I'm always trying to help my boys up, um, and hopefully like this merch drop was. A, I mean that's a great experience. It's a lot, life is all about experience, mm-hmm. bro. And we've I feel like we've just been trying to get the most experience out of this life since day one, since I met you, bro. I was gonna say when I got done th- with high school, I was when I started. Like I wanted to go experience different things. I want to go travel. I want to. You know what I mean? Cause. I feel like this is the perfect time to go mm-hmm. get out and actually see what you're missing. Yeah. You know, we're stuck here in Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Hey, then again, that's also KC, a blessing, though. though. <laughs> yeah, that's a blessing at the same time, if you think about it. Because, I mean, if you live out in Florida, you can't take a trip to Florida. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? Right. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, no. That's, so, so, what were some of your down times? What, what were some of your uh, most um, worst experiences with this whole thing? So uh, I remember this one. This was like a scary experience. This was my second chemo I was on at the time. I was around 10, and I actually got sick again. And so essentially my chemo stopped working. So it stopped, you know, uh, killing the cells, which uh, I don't know if you guys know, but when cancer comes back, it it comes back stronger every Mm -hmm. time. So that was uh, like a wake-up call, I guess, but I was still so young I couldn't, like, grasp or mm-hmm. comprehend exactly what was going on and i mean to this day i still like don't you know what i mean yeah. like it's still just so absurd to think about i mean i don't even like i don't even consciously think about it you don't ever think about no. it really no yeah. i don't even think it's a factor in my life today like i really? I, I it's just a part of me now you know what i mean yeah. like it's nothing to hide anymore so. mm-hmm. you've done the work though like yeah it's apparent yeah. like you've done the work yeah so, and I mean, shout out to my mom. My mom, yeah. like, I can imagine being a parent, like, uh, mm. dealing with that with the kid, bro. That'd be so scary. Yeah. And Usually I mean, when it started at four. Yeah. Like, exactly. that's so tough. Yeah. And, like, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I don't know how my mom did it. <laughs> yeah. But she did it. I she mean, did. She did. Props to her. Yeah. Shout out Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so some of your worst moments we talked about. What, what were some of your best moments, though? Like, I know, I know, like best moments of having cancer doesn't really exist but you know there, it, there's been some good sides i've I, heard about I get, yeah i got the the one so i actually got uh <clears throat> i guess invited by make a wish to like do my wish and originally i wanted to go i was like i was around like 11 or 12 yeah and i was like i want to go to wrestlemania <laughs> <laughs> so, sick. so i was so stuck on going to wrestlemania and then they started uh, bringing up, like, Disney World and stuff. And I know that's, like, the, you know, most, like, basic one. But I'm telling you, bro, you guys don't understand the packages <laughs> yeah. they have. So, like, um, you have, there's, like, this little, like, village or, like, like subdivision, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, all, like, Make-A-Wish kids. Like, like, it's, like, and they're, like, cool houses and stuff. 
and then like uh they provide like all food and stuff but it's like it's like um like disney themed breakfasts like they got all like the actors and stuff that's sick you get to go to universal studios you get to go to the parks you know what i mean that yeah. that was probably one of my best times just cuz it was like i was so young bro yeah. like and and I got on the news like it was just <laughs> that's cool like it was it was like my little like five seconds of fame like yeah. this, but it was it was dope that well, was probably my best best experience I've had with that Connor I feel like you have another one you remember like a few winters ago you your levels dropped like to the lowest they've ever been yeah and you were like I remember this. I remember me and Chad were just chilling there and you got to Chad's house and you're like boys I got the best news ever and we were like expecting to something like not that big and you're like bro my cancel levels dropped to the lowest they've ever been and i was like no way and i just remember i'm pretty sure we like just threw a party for you or something yeah. we were like it was so dope because like it was, it was a awesome. it was a party out of just like pure joy that like it was all like looking better like it was yeah. all just doing good so i mean that that obviously was a good moment i went like you know three different tests where i had absolutely like zero trace of it and then it started to like slowly rise again yeah but yeah, that was definitely one of the best because it was like, because I never really thought that I'd like, uh, like actually like beat it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And when I started getting those numbers, I was like, dang, bro, it's almost yeah. over. But you know, I hopefully eventually we can get back there. But so it was almost over, and now where are you at today with it? It's just slightly elevated. We're still, it's still under control. Like I said, it's nothing to be scared of. But um, yeah, yeah, lit, bro. It's crazy. Well, what other stuff? What questions do you boys got? I mean, I'm, I've been shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Brock, do you got any? Anything. I feel like just being around you so much in the past, like, four years, like, every, I've, every, yeah. we've been together, like, every two days. At, yeah, like, yeah. the longest I've been without seeing Connor, two days. It's like, it's not been that <laughs> yeah. bad. So I, I, I think, know a lot about it. I think he's it. probably known the most about it. I keep, yeah. I keep yeah. them updated just because. But I, my thing with Connor is, like, last summer, I feel like it was when we were, like, really, like, hit it off. Like, we got close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think our thing too is like the gym, like our little group, like just go to the gym and stuff. And I think like even like just his work ethic, like mm-hmm. given like everything like the dude has going for him, like it would be so easy like for someone to have cancer and just like, you know, just drop everything. Make and just like and yeah. just like, you know, like slowly like suffer like silently suffer. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just without and, like, like any motivation. And just the fact that like you have like chose to do it you know the other way like the better way and just like make the most every day is like yeah that's like the most inspiring sure. thing to me huge respect yeah i mean you could just make the excuse oh i, yeah. I have cancer you, like you might not even think i could go to the gym and better my body like bro you yeah no not even the you gym. were the most in shape yeah. out of any of us <laughs> literally like and i mean not even the gym too but like i mean the dude like literally learned how to like edit legit videos since yeah. i left yeah for arizona like dude like he would send me videos like of him like making these things. I'm like, dude, there's just like no way. Like, mm-hmm. it's like his work ethic, bro. Like I'm telling you. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, it's all obviously been inspiring to yeah. me from a friend friend perspective. Cause I mean, like, like Brock said with the gym. Yeah. Once you started getting bigger, I've always been like, bro, that's actually like obtainable. Cause I'd always go mm-hmm. to the gym in periodic spots, but then like I was like, progress can happen. Mm-hmm. So I started yeah. going more. And then like with the editing videos and vhs and stuff yeah. every time we would go downtown or go anywhere i'd be like connor give me one of the vhs like, <laughs> I, want, I want to shoot some like that's where good shot even yeah, came yeah, from so it's like, from a friend perspective it's been so inspiring to just ride along that journey because like we've already talked about it's like we're living like you do only live once and you don't know when the last breath's gonna be mm-hmm. so it's, sure. it's you got to live a certain way we're just you're just making the most out of it and it's just been inspiring to be able to adapt that mindset over the years i appreciate it yeah I, I my biggest thing is like like you were saying why i'm motivated i i think um you can't use like your i don't know what to call it i would say like downside you just can't use them as a crutch mm-hmm. i feel like if you're using those things as a crutch like a like a reason why you can't do this or that yeah. you know what i mean that's that's not respectable even to yourself no exactly you know what i mean like I feel like you always got to push yourself, even no matter what. And you got to try new things out. Yeah. That was my mm-hmm. biggest thing was just, you know, what? why am I making videos with a 1990s yeah. camera? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, it just it looks dope. Yeah, it does sure. dope, bro. Yeah. We're creating our own realities right now. Like, the things you are doing right now are creating who you'll become in the future. So, if you fill your reality right now with excuses, with crutches, mm. you're not going to get 
to ever see your full potential. So shout out to you, bro. I'm actually like, I want to get all deep, but I'm very proud of you, bro. Like, yeah, me real. too, bro. It's a straight, yeah, we are. It's a straight disservice to yourself if you have, like, it's obviously terrible, but it's like, it's a disservice to yourself if you don't make the most out of something. Exactly. Yeah. Like, just because some bad stuff's going on doesn't mean you can't take your situation and make the most out of mm. it, you know? And, um, but I mean, not everybody can do that mentally. So mm. shout out to you, bro, for real. And I'll say it like, um, like visiting those kids and those are the like most precious like they they like don't take anything for granted you know they yeah. mm-hmm. like they're just the sweetest kid and i yeah i think you guys should go down there sometime go down Check to Sean's mercy like bro, those I'm are the sweetest down. kids ever bro i bet you cherish that too they, i do it's it's like i i don't really remember it but it's like like i i look he's tear yeah. up down there yeah yeah i don't blame you bro all right so brad you got any uh closing comments we'll switch into the second part of this episode, but any closing comments you want to, you want to speak on, this is your story. So what you got? Well, I mean, um, I guess it's, it's been a journey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) nothing. I don't don't really got anything, but, uh, the freestyle time always is a blindside (laughs) question, (laughs) but yeah, um, I appreciate you guys for talking over this. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for sharing with us, bro. Dude. Yeah. That's, crazy we just like never I, really talk about this mm-hmm. it's, like i said it's a it's a big inspiration to me and i guarantee a lot of your other friends so oh 100 yeah, we appreciate the uh insight on all of that and motivating us to be our best self through that exactly so we are 25 minutes into this episode about halfway through so brock you, you want to share your story too i mean we got the yeah, time not, let's, let's get it bro let's get it man I, I don't even know where to start but um you know really i, I lived like a pretty I feel like I've lived a normal life for the most part but I think you know growing up um I had a pretty regular childhood you know like everybody did and um it hit a point where you know I was getting older I was exposed to more stuff and I did a lot of the same things like for me like my thing that like kind of kept me going was baseball like that was my life yeah literally my life like it still is I, I think it's still like I think there's still a part of me that like you know still feels attached to it yeah but i think um you know i hit a point like in my life where i became so reliant on one thing to keep me happy and it became like almost like a simulation you know like i was you know i did this every day for like i mean like i don't even know like 10 11 years yeah yeah and when you do something so long like yeah you love it but like at what point does it become too much and i feel like it finally hit me like you know, I'd never been like depressed or sad, mm-hmm. like in my life. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, high school rolled around um, and I got cut from the baseball team. Like that was the first time I'd ever been like denied yeah. in baseball. Yeah. Like I had never been denied before. Like, I, I mean, I've had like rough games, stuff like that, but I'd never been like put down so bad where it made me feel like, like straight depressed. Like I yeah. was so down. I mean, it's everything and you've ever loved. Literally. And they tell you no. Literally. Like, yeah, yeah. That's kind of. Like yeah, you said, you've been playing it for. 12 years yeah and and you know like everybody plays their last game at some point you know but like for me like not knowing that i had just played my last game at the time like with my summer team the year before was like the hardest thing to swallow Mm -hmm. and i think you can you know ask anybody that i'm close with like family members whatever after i got cut that day i was never the same like never the same again i would still say to this day i'm not but i'm better yeah you know what i mean like i'm a better version of myself exactly but Anyways, where I'm going with this is basically like, you know, I we all have trauma. Like, you know, Connor just talked about like, you know, the stuff he's had to go through and, you know, stuff like that. That was my like, that was like the biggest thing that I've had to go through. And it just led to a series of other things. Um, but, you know, after that, um, I, I kind of just felt lost, like with purpose, like no motivation, no drive. Didn't know what to do. Like I was in high school. Like, I mean, I went to class. I mean, I made grades, but like, I didn't love school like you know I, I had a couple friends but I was like never really like super into like relationships or anything like that yeah but I think like after a while it just you become so numb to it and like so and I didn't even realize it like that's a scary thing is like you start to drift away and then you just like it gets to a point where like nobody can like save yourself but you yeah you know sure. what I mean like it starts within you mm-hmm. so I feel like it you know after a while like it just started to become more of like actual like depression like that's literally what it was um like i wasn't talking to people um just stuff like that and 
you know, it got to the point where, you know, I had to, I had to kind of ask for help. Like, you know, I wasn't like showing up to stuff. Um, I started taking school not seriously. Like I was just dropping friends, like just, it was hard. Like it was really hard. And, um, you know, eventually I had a, you know, a few instances where, uh, my, my, my parents had to step in and just kind of, you know, redirect me and help me find myself again. Cause like, I feel like, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying, like I was so used to that one thing in my life and it was like going so well for so long. You take that and it's just like, I had nothing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, I, there's one regret I have. I, I don't, I don't like to regret, but if there's like one thing I would have done differently, I wish I would have been involved in like more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, like I wish I would have done more because I became so latched on. And once that got, you know, like taken from me, it became hard. And, uh, you know, really where I'm going with this is just like, that was like, that is a very brief, you know, version of the story. Yeah. Yeah. But that like moment in my life where I got cut and all that stuff and like baseball got taken away, all this stuff, it just led to a bunch of other things. Yeah. And I wasn't living like a quality life at that point. Uh-huh. So, is it like uh, when you got cut, is that what made you like quit baseball? Yeah. Well, I mean, I could, yeah, I could have kept playing, right. but like literally, um, it became so like it was so ingrained in my head. More of a mental. It's because like when you get cut or like denied from something, you a lot of us go like we suck. You know what right. I mean? Like you suck. Take like you're not good yourself, enough. Yeah. Like you're not good enough to you know you're not good enough as that other guy. You're not. You're not built like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I like tricked my mind and that's what I think mental health, I think that's the problem with mental health is a lot of people, we get tricked mm-hmm. and we believe it. Yes. And it's all, it's all, it's all a game. It's a yeah. mental game. And that's mm-hmm. what I had to learn over the years. It's just like, um, you just can't let it beat you. Mm-hmm. Like you have to outsmart it. Like, yeah. and there's ways to do it. And I developed so many strategies and different ways to, you know, kind of deal with it and, um, huge shout out to my dad too because you know he helped me through a lot of that stuff but um yeah anyways so you know kind of fast forward to now like you know i'm in a completely different spot um you know i've been through a lot i met foster um along this journey i met carson you know all these guys and i feel like until that point i was still really lost but then when i met foster i think that's kind of when my life like sort of changed i don't really talk to you guys about this much but I wanted to open up in this podcast about it because when I met Foster, like given that everything that these guys have been through, like with, you know, friends and stuff like that, I had never really felt like, like people get me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like when I met him, I was like, dang, like these guys like actually like understand like where I'm coming from or like what I've gone through. Cause I mean, when I met you, like when we played that wiffle ball game, like I don't think I was playing at the time. I think mm-hmm. I was done. Like yeah, I was, were. I was at that point in my life where I was kind of like trying to figure things out and like get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you developed a whole wiffle ball league. I did. That's not. that's <laughs> that. Yeah, that's something I hold on, you know, pretty tight to. I think that was like one of the few things that got me through a lot because it was your passion of baseball going. It on was just the plastic side, and that's the baseball. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, by the end of this, you'll notice like the baseball is still there. That's the thing. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. And. and like unique ways like that's the thing like yeah. it, it's not all gone and that's kind of goes back to the thing where like we trick ourselves into thinking like oh like we suck it's over like it's gone it's it's only gone if you want it to be gone you know yeah. what i mean like yeah we all have a choice like yeah i could have just dropped it and you know ditched it and just you know been doing nothing you know what uh, i mean like uh-huh. but anyways yeah it's like you know fast forward to like you know i met foster like i started developing like relationships again like people were like starting to understand me um even like mentors like i had a couple uh people in my life um there's a shout out a guy named dan diebel um who actually runs a wiffle ball league called casey wiffle Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i think foster's (laughs) met him before but um i mean between him foster my dad and you know a couple other people um i can't name off the top of my head but between like people like that i feel like the relationships i started to kind of see like the light and everything like that you know it's not it doesn't always have to be so bad. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be this bad. Like, mm-hmm. like literally like there is like, there's light at the end of the tunnel and you can get through anything, you know, mm-hmm. that you need to. So I think that just kind of like, once I figured that out, you know, things started going better for me. It, it wasn't always perfect. Um, but you know, now like I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I, I picked up like video production, like photography, all that stuff. I feel like that's when I really like 
was like, dang, like, I, I think I found myself now. I feel like that's your calling. But... I, I think like that when I hit that point in my life, I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, and I felt like ready for it. I think yeah. that's why it worked because I felt ready. I wasn't like trying to force anything. Like I forced lacrosse. I forced basketball for a little bit. I forced so many things in my life. Like I forced relationships. Like there were so many things that like I forced at the time, like trying to be better, but you just kind of have to like, it's a slow game. Yeah. It's a mental game. Sometimes it's, the, it's, it's a mental game. You. Sometimes in have, it, it's instead a, of having to go get it, sometimes you have to wait for it to come mm, to you. Yeah. Right. And it, it doesn't happen like that. I mean, it's not going to like just fall under your lap. Like, everything's going to be perfect sunshine and rainbow you know what i mean yeah and i feel like once i finally like started to understand that and understand who i am as a person i think that's the biggest thing like i feel like we all experience trauma at least like at some point in our lives for sure like we question what we're doing like we question you know what's happening in our life i feel like i needed that and i look back at it not as like a like a, like a negative thing like at the time yeah it sucked like it was, i felt terrible like yeah. But I look back at it now and I'm like, dang, I'm glad that happened to me. Exactly. You know, like I'm glad that like I had to experience like all this trauma and all this doubt and um you know, like the underwater flies on like I was very like deep down in the sea, bro. Like I, I yeah. was like I was at the bottom. And nobody knew like bro. no fish are down there. Like yeah. I mean it's like I was at the bottom. Like did, did you feel like nobody knew it? I feel like nobody knew. I felt like Nobody got me. Like, I think it was more at that point when it became more than just getting cut from the baseball team, I knew it was a problem. Yeah. Like when it became more than that, I was like, dang, like this is not, this is not good. You know what I mean? And at that point I feel like, you know, thankfully I think my parents kind of, you know, caught it Mm -hmm. and, you know, helped me through a lot. And I think that ultimately like that, it's my story. Like, I mean, that's a very, you know, it's a cut down version of the story, but it's like, that's, that's kind of what made me, me you know today and i feel like um we all we all go through something yeah for sure you know it's just a matter of how you want to my dad always taught me like you gotta grab the bull by the horns like Mm -hmm. that's he tells me that to this day like you gotta like you just gotta go after it like you can't just let it like run you over i mean literally like when you let it run you over that's when you snap yeah and that's when like you just you know lose track but yeah, I mean, um, that's pretty much my story, man. I mean, it just, it's just—it's kind of crazy, you know, how it all works. And yeah, I feel like your story is the perfect example of God closing mm. one door because it needs to be closed. You think it's the door you need to be going yeah. through, but really, He's saying, "Nah, bro, yeah. I got something way better for you." And yeah. look what's happened. I mean, you're on a path right now. I feel it's like crazy. you're gonna be. Yeah. I feel like you will end up being one of the most successful people I know. I appreciate like, that. And I, I don't think that would have happened if you would have stuck with baseball, no, bro. No, no. And, and that's the thing. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, I, like when you're young like that, you just don't understand. Exactly. You don't, you don't see, you don't see life like that. Like, I mean, we, I'm sure we all had, like, dreams when we were little kids. Like, right. like For real. not even, like, achievable. I mean, that sounds terrible to say that. But, no, but it's I true. mean, they're, they're you true. know, they're not realistic. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so Carson, what, what, yeah. in our, in our video, not our video game, in our little game, we would play with our Hot Wheels type stuff with our basketball league when we were little kids. What was I? What, what was I? The 25 year old version of me Foster that we used to was, play with. Me and Foster used to act like we were like young, less than 10. We would act yeah. like we were college basketball players going prospects to the NBA. I was in the uh, NBA. Like we would make these college teams and play for these college teams because we would dream of one day playing in the NBA and doing this, like living our life out. I really had that dream, bro. I was going to be I mean, LeBron, I this, bro. I did the same thing. I, we literally made imaginary stuff. I was the like this best point guard ever yep. for this team. But I want to elaborate more on your story because yeah. it's like Foster said, you're closing the book yeah. and one thing going to the next one. I don't necessarily think you closed the book because you getting cut from the baseball team wasn't the end of your baseball. Yeah. You, I see you in GCU still yeah. shooting at the baseball yeah. stuff, and yeah, I know sure. that's what you like doing because you got one of those the coldest clips ever with that dude hitting the walk off. <laughs> yeah. And and that must have been the Gregory? coolest thing ever yeah. because like you're you're not playing the baseball but you're still there you're still yeah. shooting it and like even more into that when you got cut mm. from that team because whatever like. Me and Foster played basketball for a long time. We were pretty good at it, but we were four foot eight. <laughs> and when Foster yeah. Foster went and tried out for the middle school team, I remember they cut him yeah. for the only reason because he was too short. And too that short. for me, I knew 
my basketball career is going to end in one year because I'm not tall. I'm not taller than he is. Yeah. I'm not going to get there. <laughs> no. So we had to give up basketball just like that because we weren't even not even because we weren't skilled enough, just because we weren't even tall enough. Yeah. yeah. And just going through that, it's like you accept the fact that you aren't going to be able to play no more, and it's like it's a hard thing to swallow. Mm. But it's just like once you get past that and turn it into something for yourself, it's it just opens up the next door yeah, in your life. Without me getting cut from the eighth grade basketball team, there is no rain tree with football league. Yeah. And you if would, there is no rain tree with football league, I am not even two percent of who I am today, bro. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And, and it, if there is if you make that team your freshman year, there is no BJ visuals. Bro. Yeah, probably And if there's no Brock J visuals, you're probably gonna be up at college. I'm not, not sitting for here. that. No. You're pro you probably played <laughs> baseball honest. your whole high school and then like didn't go to college. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, hey. this is God telling you, like, bro, I had bigger plans for you. If you would have yeah. been on that team, there would have been no, you wouldn't be playing softball with us on Sunday. No, night. no. <laughs> and the thing is, you didn't shut the book because softball on Sunday nights, that's like your baseball now. And I it think, is. and honestly, I think softball is most enjoyable mm. of anything I do mm. right now. Yeah. Softball is like the prime of my week. That I wait for fun. Sundays. For hey, sure. Two days from now, we're going to play softball. <laughs> like, like, so, yeah. And Carson, I actually like. I almost feel like it. You're closing the wrong, like you're closing the wrong book and opening the right book. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like a whole different. It's not a whole different thing because yeah. your passion's still there. It's just a you're different direction. A different chapter. It's a different chapter of the same book. And like now, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Like bouncing off that, like I'm the best I've ever felt right now. Like I feel so good right now. Like I like the past, like I feel like in the past three four months, I really like kind of figured out like who I am. This dude's. You're just like me, bro. You know what right. I mean? Like, like I think, uh, I think it hit me. I know, like when it hit me. I was, it was literally, uh, it was at a GCU baseball game, and uh, like literally, like when I'd be working, I just get in the zone. So yeah. like, I don't know. It was just like one of those things. I was just sitting there, like in one of my spots at the stadium that I was shooting, and I was just like kind of thinking to myself, like you kind of have that like conversation in your head with yourself. Yeah. For and you're sure. like, dang, bro, like you're doing this. Like mm -hmm. you were doing it. Like it sounds kind of like corny, but you know what I mean. But like. Well, I was like, I just yeah. kind of felt like something telling me, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, you were at the right place right now. Yeah, and it's like, you're so, up now, and, yeah. and you also think back, dang, I'm I'm so high right now, but I know where I but, was, though, But bro. it's like, it, but you know you got to, like, keep going. Like, this isn't it. Like, you exactly. know, it, it's great, like, to feel this, but I know, like, you know, there's still more to come. Exactly. You know that's, I mean? just, that's just got to remind you you're on the right path. That's yeah. not you being where you want to be, but that's no. just like, hey, you're on the right direction. No, that mm -hmm. that's like... In my opinion, like, like the whole I made it thing or, like, whatever. Like, I, I, I'm not a huge believer. In, yeah, like, me either. I'm not, like, I feel like I'll make it when I'm in heaven. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, when I'm with Jesus. But, like, there, we can do so much, like, on the way, you know, to the end goal. Like, that makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Little, little Pepsi Zero action. <laughs> This no, bro. That, is sponsored I, by Pepsi. <laughs> it is not, not sponsored not. by Pepsi. It's actually sponsored by the new underwater flies on drink. Try it tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool gas station. yeah, we ain't sponsoring no soda. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Guys. We're, we're sponsored by the bee. Come on here, Brad. Pull. All right, all right. So, so I mean, I appreciate you guys for opening yeah. up today. That was some good stuff. I mean, we could get way deeper into this too. Like, we could. Could I mean, be. A, could be it four-hour episode yeah know. i mean for real <laughs> anytime we're all on here it could be a whole day of yeah it could here. but brock so i want to ask you a few things about your story though like do you ever look back because you said you are you're at your best right now there's mm. better to come but mm. you're at your best right now do you take time to look back and be like dang i was so low like I, I oh I, yeah do you remember those people I, that were there for you too because mm -hmm. that yeah oh, this always. is something i've been thinking mm -hmm. about so much bro and i just want to give a challenge to the people watching I want to give a challenge to you mm. and anyone in here. I mean, go back and text those people because mm. I've been trying to do this myself. I remember exactly who was there for me when I was at a Raypex soccer game, sitting there all alone, <laughs> so depressed. Someone came up, tapped me on the shoulder, talked to me. I remember who it was. I just texted them the other day just because I'm like, bro, six years later, they probably don't even remember this. Mm -hmm. But I remember that. That was a life-changing moment i was at my lowest like mm. just little things like that bro i mean that that person probably didn't even remember that mm. they didn't when i text them they're like i don't even know what you're talking about but yeah for sure i got you bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i i challenge you guys go back just remember those moments and hit those people up because mm -hmm. I, mean, I can remember back when kyle died like i can almost remember everyone and what they even almost like said to me 
whenever yeah. that happened. Mm. And it still means so much to me. Like, exactly. I, I, don't, I might not talk to those people. I might not talk to them for four years. I might not talk to them since they sent me that text. Yeah. I still remember, like, what, how much that impacted me, how much it, like, kept me on, like, mm-hmm. the just, just keep going. Just keep fighting through it. And it, it's, like, just those simple words. You got, like, first off, yeah, Foster, like you said, go, go talk to those people. And then strive to be those people. When you see somebody yeah. is down, like, if you know somebody that is going through what you've been through or what we've been through or Connor, like you said, you go visit those people. Be that person to them that the person you're thinking of was to you. Because mm-hmm. you could be that hero, bro. You could be exactly th- what they were to you. Four words can change someone's perspective in three seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. real. For real. Connor, what's your thoughts? You've been quiet. <laughs> I just been thinking, bro. I love that story. What you man. thinking about? What you let's let's hear it. I'm just I I've just never really heard that side of Brock. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've only really known Brock for a year for mm-hmm. real, but yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I feel like Brock and me are kind of similar, but um, especially you, bro. I feel like there there's a saying: the happiest guy in the room. Make sure to ask that guy how he's doing, because mm. a lot of times that's the dude that's really going through something, and he's only really being the happiest guy because he knows. How down bad he is, and he doesn't want anybody else. Yeah, he doesn't want anybody else to feel Mm -hmm. that pain that he's feeling. So he's out there being, you know, positive. People Mm -hmm. act the way that they wish they were treated. Like you, Monster. Mm, I'm not saying I'm not (laughs) put it on a shirt right now. But I'm just saying, like you, you, I'm not saying you're going through nothing. But like, you walked in here. First thing you said, "How was y'all week?" We should ask you the same question because you know, Monster could be asking that just because maybe his week was down bad. Like maybe maybe this week was terrible. I mean, it's working five to two every yeah, day. But yeah, it is like what I'm saying is, it, you gotta you gotta check on these people. You gotta check on everybody. Like, oh, like I said this years ago in the first, the season three episode seven. One, yeah, the check. One of the keep all episodes. your people in check because yeah. you don't want you don't want just because you won't reach out just because you're mm. being lazy. You don't want something to happen to those people just because you were like not showing them that you were there. Maybe they're going through a thought process like nobody's been here for me. No one's here for me right now. Yep. A text shows them right then. Somebody's mm-hmm. somebody's got your back. Somebody's that's, thinking about you. That's a lesson we've learned for sure. I mean, one hundred percent. That's why, like, after twenty seventeen, uh, twenty eighteen situation hap- situation happened with Lance. I texted <clears throat> almost everyone I knew that could be affected by that because you could feel so alone in those situations, where just a text can make mm-hmm. you feel like someone's someone's thinking so- about like how you're feeling. Someone's caring about what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. I told you guys I had a little surprise. That oh, this yeah. is a perfect segue into that. So, you know, if you don't know, my best friend committed suicide. What was it? Six, over six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just over six. So you know, like, there's the old saying: you die twice. Once when you take your last breath, and once when your name said for the last time. That's something that's always hit with me, and you guys know, mm-hmm. and anybody that's ever known me for the past couple of years has known. Like, it has been my goal to keep Kyle's legacy alive because I remember when we were carrying his casket. I'm I'm just thinking his story's written bro like mm-hmm. it's it and he was only 14 like mm. <laughs> this can't be it yeah so i literally made it my goal to keep his legacy alive every day you know doing the best i can to keep his name alive i've kept his obituary up on my uh you know up on, what's it called you know the little the mirror that you pull down oh yeah, yeah. your car so i kept it there because every time i got my car you know i'm in my car every day i look up that's my motivation let's go that's my motivation mm-hmm. he was my motivation to keep his legacy alive and I got to a point, it was actually kind of when I started the podcast where I was like, I got to start living for me again. Mm-hmm. It's been, at the time it was like, it's been four years, y'all. It's been, actually it was like five years and I had been just living for Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. And I'm like, bro, I've done so much for him. I got to take my life back. So I felt like I did when I started the podcast, but to be honest, I really didn't. Like I was still hurting. I mean, it was five years out and I'm still hurting, but mm-hmm. I went and student taught at West Nottaway. I talked about it last time, but this is something I left out. And I think I told you this story because it happened. Yeah. <laughs> we were hanging out a lot. Yeah. Um, so what happened was it was on my last day, last day at West Nottaway. Honestly, I really wasn't that sad. I was mm-hmm. like, peace out. <laughs> Summertime. I'm graduating. See y'all yeah. later. Um, saw my students for the last time. I was like, hey, all, all my high school students like, hey, pull up to the event. I was doing this <laughs> event on um, April 28th in Maryville. They all came through. So I wasn't sad to say goodbye to them. I knew I'd see them again. But the elementary kids, this is a small little school. So I'm teaching literally pre-K through seniors. The elementary kids were pretty sad, bro. And Mm. when I'm walking out the door, and like I said, I ain't sad. (laughs) I'm good. See (laughs) y'all. This little little fourth grader came up to me, handed me this note. And she was like, "Um, bye, Mr. Huggins. 
handed me this note, tears in her eyes. Oh my And I'm gosh. just sitting there like, in my head, I'm like, dang, I really had an impact here. Like, I never thought I had any impact mm. at the school because it is a culture shock difference. This is, this is Burlington Junction. You know what that is? You don't know what that is. I'll tell you, you don't know what that is. <laughs> this is Burlington Junction. Shout out Burlington Junction. Love you guys. Um, tiny school, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I taught everybody in a, this, this, it was culture shock. I did not know how to relate with these people. I'm from Kansas city. Yeah. <laughs> so she gives me this note and in my head, I'm like, dang, I made an impact here. And I was like, that's cool. Walk out to my car. Uh, and I was kind of like, dang, that's pretty, that was pretty, kind of got me a little emotional. Yeah. I looked down at the note and it said to coach hugs. They call me coach hugs uh-huh. to coach hugs, AKA the best PE teacher ever. <laughs> I went from not being sad to full on meltdown, tears flowing. Just, I'm just sitting there, and what it, what was happening in that moment was so much healing. It's like the past six years of all the crap I went through mm. turned me into the guy that wanted to be the PE teacher to make an impact. All the crap I dealt with in college, the late nights studying for biology why is a pe major having to take a biology class so (laughs) stupid i'm saying all those late nights all those stupid classes all this crazy stuff i had to go through all the all the depression all the pain i ever had to been through in that moment it was all worth it Mm. just for that note just for that impact that i was able to leave on that one student that was the one student that reached out so who knows how many were really impacted but i don't know that's just like something i wanted to say because that was such a that was such a such a healing moment like literally from that day on i feel like that was the day that started when i say i'm doing the best i've ever been Mm -hmm. that that it was that moment that started that and it hasn't gone away bro it was just so much healing i feel like i have myself back bro like Mm. it's i've been back and people probably are like foster what are you talking about you've been you've been you you've been doing good bro like happy guy in the room man. exactly you don't no one really knows what i've been going Mm -mm. through still like years removed but it was in that moment dude that i feel like i'm good now like i'm back baby I, and i'm not back though like the old me's dead but like this is a new me mm-hmm. bro the old me died the the second they told me kyle died that that who i was then is gone mm-hmm. but who i am now is like i feel good i feel good mm-hmm. bro um so i just want to say that and i want to ask you carson have you had a moment like that because you know we are uh I mean, we started at different points. I was what sixteen when I'm when he passed away. I you were just 14. fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Was, think, we had a different perspective. I sure. wouldn't say I've got to the point where I've. Uh, okay, I, I agree with the fact that the person before I was told is gone. That's not a real like. That's not the same anymore because never you take a fourteen be. year old that's doesn't even like we always talk about. We didn't really know what the word suicide was until we jumped off a halo map. That's all we knew. Yeah. So, literally. like. That was a complete change of person because it was just a whole new life. Like, I was exposed to what life really is. I wouldn't say I hit the point where, uh, like, I'm, I am I just think I'm progressively knowing I'm the new me. I mean, I, uh, obviously, like, I've been talking about, it's not, like, I, I'm, I'm not even, Connor's big. I'm not big. I'm, I'm, I've just been working out <laughs> of the gym. But ever since I, uh, like, actually started seeing more progress in the gym, it's been like uh, kind of finding my motivation again, kind of finding like working on myself to the point where I'm getting better and better and better, like noticeably. And I remember one time I was at Snap. It was like a, maybe like either last winter break or the one before that. And I, I remember I got like a really good pump and it was like probably like at 2 a.m. <laughs> and it was kind of like I was all alone. I, I remember I was just feeling good. I was just driving home and I was like, I feel like right now I'm kind of where I want to be. Yeah. Like I, I was feeling good about myself mentally, physically. I felt like I remember thinking like Kyle would be proud of who I am right now. Yeah. And it's and it's like I know you said you took the thing down and it's like you're living for yourself again, but I don't think you're you mean you're just living for yourself. You're still in the back of your mind. You're letting Kyle see what you're living. Exactly, like, exactly. And one thing that we've always talked about is we're or at least me, I've always said that um we are I'm living and showing Kyle what he didn't get to see. When yeah. I graduated high school, I graduated and he got to see what graduate high school was through me. When yeah. I when I went to college, did everything at college, whatever, he's getting to see that through my living perspective. So I don't think I've hit the point where it's like I'm I'm the new me, I'm I'm back or whatever, but I think I'm getting pretty close. I think yeah. I'm I'm there. I just got to find out. I mean, 
I'm about to hit junior year. I don't know what I'm doing in college yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of going through a major right now. I don't know what I'm doing, but you'll find it, bro. When, I know when I find it, I know I'll hit that spot where it's like, oh yeah, I'm back. Like that's where I'm at. Hey, that's what we'll make episode three about. We'll just talk some deep stuff. <laughs> That'll be a good brother episode for sure. Pump for that one. Yeah, dude, I forgot the most important part of the freaking story. So I took that note and put it over the obituary. Oh, that was the moment where I was like, Dang. dude, Connor, you should have said something because that was the that was like the moment. When I put mm. that note up over the obituary, it was like, no, I never thought I would ever do something like <laughs> yeah. that. I was going to say, I remember you calling me. You just had so much joy. Yeah. Like, so much joy in your tone. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I remember you called me stuff. after that, too. Like, that night, something you said, like. Yeah, we had a good I don't talk. Know. And just, like, the meaning, like, to put it up there with Kyle's obituary. Like, uh-huh. when you put Kyle's obituary up there. Would you have thought that you'd be putting a message from a little girl up there? No, later? bro. Like, a little student. Like, a would student. you have been? Yeah, yeah a little like, student. Or a little one student. Of my sorry, students sorry. That I impacted. Sorry, I'm... sorry. A little student. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Bro. Little student girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I never would have thought. Like, like literally, when I put that obituary up there, I was like, "This is this is up here forever." And then, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I never. You know what I'm trying to say? Because you, you, uh, it went from uh, like. Your motivation for living, like Kyle was like your, you know, your reason for, uh, like living and showing him, like we said, yeah, and impacting people through Kyle because you never want his legacy to die. And then you went from putting that up there because that was like, that's what it's for, and this is your proof that it's being done. Like yeah, that was sure. your impact yeah. for sure, dude. And, like, and also on the note, it said it was like it was like, I read, I didn't even read the note because I was just a mess, bro, <laughs> just from the one line. But when I got home, I read the note and it was like. You, um, I, it was like, thank you for being such a great teacher. I hope you know how amazing you were. And I'm, mm. I'm sitting there like, I don't, like, I don't know yeah. how, like, I always just, and this is something y'all probably don't know about me. I am like a drill sergeant in my head. Like I'm sitting at work and I'm like, you are at Walmart. What is your future going to be? You are pushing a cart at Walmart. How is the I brand going to succeed? Too. Yeah. I'm like. Like, this is why Carson sees our family group chat. I'm always texting. I got to quit. I got to quit. Every I, single day, bro, I think Foster says, uh, it's it's one day. So Monday, he'll say, hey, I'm quitting Walmart. Next day, he's like, I'm reducing my hours. Next day, he's like, I'm just going to keep working at Walmart. Next day, he's like, bro, I'm quitting Walmart. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> it's because, dude, I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, because I'm so aware of the fact that I am who I am today because of what I've done in the past. And I will be who I am in the future because of what I'm doing right now. And I'm like. I feel like when I come down here and the brand is just talking to me, like these shirts are talking to me. They're like, hey, Foster, we're here. We're ready to succeed. Are you going to work on us? And I'm yeah. like, no, sorry. I got to go push the cart. Like, sorry. Yeah. Can't succeed at my real dreams. I got to go. Like, you you see what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I get like, that's the way the world is. You got to make money. But I don't know, bro. It's just, I'm, I'm so hard on myself at all times. And then sometimes in my head, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's okay. You, you could go do that. You just won't be successful. like these are the conversations i have i'm so hard on myself but like it motivates me but it also at the same time um like i'm saying i don't realize the good things i do Mm -hmm. so when i read that i hope you realize how great of a teacher you were i was like i don't but like now i you're trying to you're trying to accept it yeah Yeah. i don't know bro that's some whole nother realm of deep stuff yeah (laughs) but hey it's been uh been 50 something minutes what what time is it on check your phone 9 30 Damn, bad. Let's go to ten thirty. If I fall asleep right now, I will get seven hours. Oh, <laughs> pushing carts. Pushing carts. Hey, I'm baby. pushing mine back an hour. I got eight to five tomorrow. I'm sleeping in. I might sleeping mm. until seven. I might put an hour of. PP. I might do this. Oh, I'm doing the same. late shift tomorrow. Hey, we got Lando's uh, party, so I'm gonna put in the PP2 at four. Tomorrow's Saturday. Yes, dude. Saturday. I forget because like tomorrow's my tomorrow's Friday. Saturday. But, like, hey, Beach. Tomorrow is Saturday. Tomorrow is Chatty Boys Party. Let's go. All right, all right. We're going to Saturday. All right. The Bean. The Bean is back at the Bean. Are y'all ready to end this, or is there any last things you guys want to say? I got one more thing. Okay. Shout out Macy for recording. Yes, I was about to say it. I I know your hands are about to fall off. I I can't imagine. She's got a straight. She's straight. She's got a comforter holding her elbows. Remember, remember, if you date an entrepreneur, you're the built-in uh, you know, you know, what assistant. am I trying to say? Assistant. assistant. You gotta invest in a little like Macy, tripod I've been, looking or something. I've been looking at you this whole time because you you just keep popping up on the screen. I keep laughing. You only caught me once, yeah. but you yeah, like I, every time you pop up, your face is just so big on the screen because Walter puts the camera right in your face. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Alright, All right. so we ending this, bro? Carson, yeah. you said you have one more thing? Uh yeah, I have one more thing. Give me one second. Okay.
Do I hear Brad Pole? Uh, do I hear Brad Pole? What are you doing? What you doing? What you doing? All right, guys. I love you. I make uh, make sure to if you're listening on Spotify, rate us five stars because some hater left us a one star review. At Cooper Simpson. <laughs> Why did you? Say? I, it wasn't Whoa, him. It was somebody else. It was somebody else. But uh, somebody left a one star review. We're at a four point nine. It doesn't really matter. But let's cancel it out. Leave some five stars and make sure to subscribe on YouTube. We gotta hit one thousand, y'all. We gotta hit. 1, hey, make sure you tune in next week. Uh, episode three will be fire. Yep. I promise you. The boys, the five. brothers, the brothers chopping it up after softball. But all right, I love you guys. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Let's get it.